If you like what you're listening to, then you're going to love patron.com slash spoutlore, where you can be part of our... You want to say Patreon? Any of the right words? <laughs> what? You said patron.com. Patron.com. Spout? Patron.com. If you want to support us in our stonk pursuits... <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are endlessly daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great might. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest part. This is the guy who sings the Grinch song. That guy wants to fuck the Grinch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spelt Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara, and joining me as always playing Bing the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Hello there. Playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. And playing Fat Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Hello, everyone. When last we left our heroes, they were entering a yawning portal in the side of the cliff face, below cliffside and above the lower ward, mm-hmm. um, entering... Into a dark and twisting tunnel. Billy recognized and avoided some traps. There were some uh, ancient etchings found in the, the tunnel itself before the party came upon the unconscious form of their friend and former wizard, Perel. Upon seeing this figure, Tuck barreled headfirst <laughs> into the room. He's all hard. He's mm-hmm. not. He's and he's dumber than he's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanically dumb as shit. Billy and Ving also rushed in because what they're just going to let Tuck rush in? No way. And uh, it turned out to be a trap. The gate swung closed behind them, and they were accosted by Roth of the Magi and two nameless Magi mooks. A battle was undertaken and not won Mm. per se, but survived. Not Uh, lost either. Escaped. Mm -hmm. And uh, Roth was put to sleep by Barry, Billy, (laughs) by Billy's fairy dust, Mm. uh, by Barry's Philly dust, (laughs) Philly cheesesteak dust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. One of our sponsors is Barry's Philly's cheesesteak dust. Now Uh, we're going to do an ad read for him. Jessica, take it away. Hi, this is Barry from Barry's Philly Cheesesteak Dust. Uh, come on down for some discount dust where we get harvested from the finest of the Philly cheesesteaks homegrown here in Philadelphia, Philadelphia City. <laughs> See you d- down at here. His accent is changing. <laughs> and part of the stipulation of Barry's Philly Cheese Dust ad was... I want Jessica to pretend to be me. <laughs> I don't want you to read the ad as yourselves. He sent us a recording of himself reading it. And then we were like, we could just play the recording that you sent. And he's no, like, no, no. no, make Jessica pretend to be me. <laughs> I, my voice is so upsetting that I can't sell my own product. I need someone with a nicer voice to do it. <laughs> 
put to sleep by Billy's fairy dust, Roth was left at the bottom of the staircase, which led to the very tippy top of the monumental Lighthouse of McCall. Uh, and our party ascended those stairs over the course of several hours with the <laughs> unconscious form of one of the Magi hanging from the end of t- uh, Ving's harpoon. Wait, you were carrying him by the harpoon? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was supporting his bottom at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and once they reached the top, they gazed out upon the city of McCall itself. And in the distance, through his binoculars, Billy spotted on the ocean blue the clear water. <gasps> former hq of maggie cole aka muckraker in mudlark the ship rebuilt and approaching the shores of mccall holy shit she's like a week out we decided <laughs> yeah who i mean who knows we should really try and remember this time to just throw that pin away yeah <laughs> great okay, idea. this is the perfect opportunity but we'll promise to do it later yeah billy's like i will certainly throw it away there's no way he's throwing it away he's so attached to it yeah it opens doors like a motherfucker yeah too. it's so been forever he stuffs it like further into his like little like hair fro situation <laughs> Uh, and that is where we find our heroes now on the very top of the lighthouse of McCall with an unconscious Magi who is slowly becoming conscious, groaning in pain and confusion. I've pulled out the harpoon and I've uh, started patching him up and I give him a little sip of uh, wine, nursing him back to health. They cough up the wine. That's it. Yes. Get it up. Their eyes flutter <gasps> and they start struggling. Hold him down. What's your name? (laughs) I don't have to tell you my name. Blasphemers. Agents of chaos. Villains. Have at thee. (laughs) Maybe I just lean him up and show him how high off the ground he is. Yeah, Tuck, he takes uh, Ving's cue and he like just picks uh, the guy up and put put, hangs him out over the edge of the uh, the edge of the balcony of the lighthouse. All right, 2d6 plus strength. Uh, 10. Okay. Uh, he's like, have at the villains. I will. And you hold him out over the oh. edge of the lighthouse, a, a kilometer above cliffside. Mm. And he goes, I will tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> he drops the shtick. Just please don't drop me. Please. And then Tuck, like, because he's holding him by the scruff of the neck where mm. there is a hood, he, like, let's go for a second. <gasps> <laughs> and he tenses up his whole body. Yeah. And it looks like a little bit of moisture drops off the bottom of his shoes. <laughs> and like something turd shaped and colored comes bounces. out of Tuck's pants and splatters on his fucking legs. Yeah. And now Tuck's covered in poop. <laughs> How do you like it? Okay. He didn't poop. <laughs> The amount of characters that you've been making shit lately, I had to stop you. <laughs> That's true. What what do you what do you want? What do you want from me? We'd want answers, of course. Yeah, why did you trap us? Why did you take Perel? And why, why did you beat him up? Why did you trick me? What do you mean? What do you mean? You took away my powers? I feel like there's something else going on here. Yeah, we, uh, uh, Roth. When you came to the city, uh, you know that kind of that kind of energy coming into a place that there's ripples in the spirit world. We we felt that Roth felt that. 
that's too much power for one person to have yeah but i thought we had an i thought we like were working towards a, a mutual goal but what you did was too much can you tell me a little bit about what happened at the ritual because i am i am this this guy knows because sean does need this context yeah. but it just that he was he had an idea that he wanted to uh, he knew he had to sacrifice something to gain his elemental mastery, and he was. Still <laughs> can't say it. I the, the, you can't make fun of people with speech impediments. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, no, I shouldn't make fun of people with speech impediments. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, guys, there's a lot I didn't tell you about that ritual, and there's a lot leading up to it that I I never talked about. Well, I, yeah, I mean. It seemed like you were pretty fucked up after it. it. We didn't feel like it was our place to make you talk about it. I thank you for giving my space. I know that I come to things as they come to me. I had a, I had a, I had a, a I had a master, a sensei. I met him on the streets of uh, McCall when I was doing outreach, and I tried to step in to stop him from being hurt, and. Uh, he um, surprised me and the light guard that was trying to shuffle him along, and he laid him out in a uh, in a way and using um, a fighting style that I've never seen, and with such strength and assuredness that it seemed effortless and outside of him and eternal his strength. So we struck up. A relationship based on that and he helped me with my chi became my master i guess and i went to him every day and trained with him for a long time over time we learned that we had a lot more in common than i initially thought and he told me that he was once a druid whoa and that he knew the pain of calling upon the spirits to do your bidding he had experienced the same shame and guilt about exploiting the spirits for his own means. And he told me there was a way, a way to be powerful and to be in tune with the more elemental spirits of the earth. And so he told me the only way to do this was to make a sacrifice. So I followed him to the cliffside one night and he picked up a portion of the cliff. He raised it out of the ground with no effort. Below it was a stairwell. We went in. It was dark. He was in front of me. I was calling his name. I could hear him whispering, follow him, follow me, deeper, darker. I couldn't see anything and I could smell it. That burning sage smell. I could smell it everywhere. It was filling my nose. I thought it was burning sage. I got down. There was singing, drones, uh, a droning chant. When I got into what I felt like was a chamber, I lit my chest up. And it was a small chamber, barely big enough for the four people that were in there. Hooded cloaks, much like those guys down there, covered in tattoos. And in their hands were brass bowls, and they were all holding one of those 
pestles that we saw at the entrance, each of them a different element, and they were putting what I thought was sage in the bowls, and they started grinding up the bowls, and the bowls started singing. And with their chanting combined, the resonating kept getting louder and louder. And I started losing uh, lucidity. I was seeing different spirits coming and going. And in the middle of the room was a slab of rock. It looked like it had been worn from the amount of bodies it laid upon it. And it was eroded out in the shape of a man. Uh, I, the, the images are spotty back and forth, in and out. I don't, I don't know how I got down on the slab, but I was. And they're ringing the bowls and they're singing the songs. <sighs> and what I thought at first was burning sage was actually ghost root. They were using it as a, a means to force their way in and out of the spiritual world. And I, and and I was I was shape shifting, uncontrollably. Uh, first, uh, it was a dog. Uh, then a bird, and every animal form I took on the slab. One of them would stab me. They would stab the animal with this horrible knife, this awful knife. And with every a different animal that they stabbed, I felt that that animal was leaving and never coming back. It felt worse than pain, deeper than pain. And the, the room was filling with smoke. The sound was filling my head. It was filling my whole body. My chest was vibrating. The, at one moment, I was in the interface. My hands, my feet, my head was ringing with the sound of this vibration. It seemed like the rock broke apart around me. There was uh, faces flying in and out of, of my mind's eye face after face of all the animals as they left me angrily and then I woke up downtown McCall asleep on the street light guard kicked me awake told me to move along and that's when I came home and then I slept for a week and it took a long time to feel okay at all but I fell back into my training. I knew that I had made the sacrifice that I set out to make, even though it wasn't the way I wanted to make it. And I have not seen my sensei since that day. Nor have I shapeshifted. Billy and Perel are listening and just speechless. That's fucked up man sorry i didn't tell you earlier i didn't know how to that's okay i'm really sorry i still don't know how to talk about it i understand it's okay yeah sorry you you don't have to apologize i'm so sorry he's just kind of saying it out over the horizon i'm so sorry you it's not your fault thing the magi says that sounds really hard for you as he struggles against Tuck's hand being held a kilometer above <laughs> the city like of 25 <laughs> minutes. Anyways, what's your name, you piece of shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, look at this guy. Let's go draw a cock on his forehead. Should we just kill this guy just for that? Whoa, 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 whoa. We what? could. 
Unless you want to talk to us. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'd be more than happy to. I wasn't even there. I literally have no reason to keep you alive right now. I, there's, I know things. There's so much I know. Hmm. Okay, well, you better start talking right now. Or you're going to kill me. Yeah. Are you actually going to kill me? You know what? At this point, after that fucking story, I want to kill you. So, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what I know. Start at the beginning. Of, uh, of what? Of your life. Ask me what you, <laughs> ask me what you want to know and I'll tell you. All right. I'll, I'll tell you what I know. I do know things, but you have to understand, I'm an acolyte. I've only been with the Medjai for like a year and a half. Where's the man that led me into the tomb? I, I, like I said, I wasn't there. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, tell us why they did that to Ving. That's a fucked up thing that just happened to him. Yeah, it's, it's, you have to understand, when I joined, they had a very compelling point. Over the last couple of years, things have been changing in the world. You know, demon possession uh, was at an all-time low, but unexplained deaths were at an all-time high. The turmoil in the spirit world was destroying lives. And we were getting news reports from all over about impossible things happening. I was afraid. I wanted to make a difference. Things like what? Things like uh, living storms, wiping cities off the map. Uh, Things like creatures that hadn't been seen in millennia just out in the wild it's scary you know you've heard stories i'm sure you've seen things honestly we live a pretty low-key life so we haven't really seen or heard anything that you're talking about (laughs) i'm wondering how you expect me to believe that (laughs) uh you know i wouldn't concern yourself with the things we may or may not have seen um uh tell us more about your side of things Okay, well, I joined the Medjai because they told me when they found me that they were looking to balance things back out in the world to make things safe for people again. On a, on a broad scale, on a spiritual scale, that sounded like something I wanted to do. That, and he pointed, doesn't sound like something that I would want to do. But, you know, they made a compelling point. There are individuals throughout history who have had untold powers that have made life nothing but difficult for the people that don't and they wanted to stop that from happening and then you came to town this so-called spirit walker that they'd been hearing whispers of in the spirit world for months and they took that as providence an opportunity to even the scales a little bit more but i was willing to work with the magi i was willing to do it it didn't have to be like that they didn't want to take that chance Are they doing it for themselves? I can't answer that. I am unable to answer that. He puts his hands up as he sees all of you squint when he says, (laughs) I can't answer that. I'm unable to. I, I do know, I think, from what I've heard, that the power that they took from you still exists somewhere. It's not gone. It's just been removed. And put where? If I had to guess, based on the the texts that I've been uh, given access to, or the the traditions, it sounds like the knife and those bowls could be part of it. The knife tasted the blood of all those forms. Mm. It stands to reason that it has those spiritual reverberations, resonance, 
Hertz's signatures. Echoes. Echoes. Yeah, that's good. And he points at you. <laughs> echoes. Yeah. Like it stands to reason the knife still feels those echoes. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. They wanted to even the scales, but I don't know. It seemed pretty. It seemed pretty hardcore to me. They seemed really untrusting of you. And then when that woman came and told us about the wizard, that seemed like, wait, so what woman? What woman? A woman came and... Was uh, it a super hot lady in a red dress, short hair? Was her name Allison? No. Did, 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 was it a lady that made your boner so hard that you, that you couldn't get your pants off? No. <laughs> definitely. Definitely not. Okay. What was her name? Um. Oh my God. What was her name? I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. I did hear it. I swear to God. Uh, she was an orc. Um, she was, she was, she was pretty tall. She had long hair. Was it Caroline? No, it wasn't Caroline. It w- it was, it was like Corrine though. Yeah. Corrine, Corrine. That's what it was. Did she mention who she worked for? Uh, no, but the, the, um, Roth and the others, the, the, the elders, they seem to know her or be familiar with her in some way. But uh, yeah, once she she said she came here and said there are some people they're traveling with a wizard. The wizard is dangerous, and we need you to capture them. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. I swear, that's all I know. You mentioned texts. Uh, yeah, yeah, old old writings. Where are these old texts? Fuck, man, you're asking me a lot of questions that I wish I had clearer answers to. I can't impart on you how secretive these people are. We need to find those books, man. Can you help us? <laughs> How? I mean, you have access. They're not going to they're, they're not going to stop you. Access. I mean, I guess you're going to have to this is where you're going to have to roll. Whoa. Your life for cuz like you're that's like you've already asked him to divulge a bunch of stuff that could yeah. certainly get him killed mm-hmm. uh but now you're being like how about you act as a double agent for us yeah. and that's yeah. an order of magnitude more okay so uh is somebody rolling something uh i'll roll this parlay okay and what are you offering him what leverage do we have on him he just divulged a bunch of information good turn him over to his people and let them know that he's a snitch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I think is the best leverage we have. Yeah. yeah. It's just to be like, you want to walk away from this clean? Then you steal those texts back for us. Otherwise, we're going to we're gonna find the rest of the Medjai and tell them what you told us. Mm-hmm. And it won't be hard because I know they're looking for us now. You got to roll first. That's, yeah. the, that's good leverage though. Yep. 2d6 plus charisma. Damn. 10 wow. because I made myself dumber. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take that. Uh, he is, he's gripping onto Tuck's wrist really hard, by the way. Like, he's shaking a lot. Tuck, of course, is just iron. Yeah, I picture <laughs> like a cartoon. Like, Tuck takes a second, like, scratches his head and then yeah. goes back to his throat. Well, he's just saying his thing is going as he reaches back. So strong. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, okay. I'll do it. If what you said about the Medjai is true, I think that maybe they are not as dedicated to balance as they might think they are. Yeah. When I joined, they were like, we, because of these reasons, we have the moral, spiritual authority to decide who deserves power. And I, I believe them. 
I believed them. And if I'm being honest, I might still a little, but I would rather not die. So I will do what you say. And do you promise to us that you're going to do this? (laughs) Nice. I I promise. All right. Billy's going to use oath. When someone promises you something, you may spend a point to make it supernaturally binding. Tell the GM what will happen to the person if they break their promise. If the person breaks their promise, the effect will come to pass and you will know immediately. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that. Okay. Then we will know immediately if he betrays us. Yeah. And the promise is I will steal these books for you. Yeah. yeah and bring them to us. Okay. And Billy like licks all the yogurt off of his hands because <laughs> he still had plenty of raisins in his pockets. And he's like, all right, pinky swear. Um, Tuck, bring him over. And Tuck like just brings him back onto the platform that we're on. And he collapses a little bit. He like drops under his weight like, oh, oh, thank you so much for not dropping me. So that pinky swear. Pinky swear. <laughs> and what's your name? Irk. Irk. Okay. All right. Um, I was going to say one of you needs to knock me out, but I'm about to pass out anyways. So <laughs> as soon as he says, one of you needs to knock me out, but Tuck slugs him <laughs> and he's just out like blood, like you break his lip he's just like, <laughs> and he's out on this, on the brickwork. And it's kind of beautiful watching the droplets of red blood splatter yeah. over the city. Like some of yeah. them, yeah, go out sailing over the town. Sail yeah. away, sail away, sail away. <laughs> As they glitter yeah. through the air. Land on a seagull. And uh, yeah, Perel has since woken back up as well. Yeah, I gave him some jerky sticks. Whoa. What? Talk, did you kick me at somebody? No, I think that was Ving. Ving did that. Hey. <laughs> Ving, how could you do this to me? How did you wander off? What happened? What do you mean, what happened? You wandered away. You made yourself a fucking target and I, then you got kidnapped. I didn't wander away and he's like picking himself up off the ground. He's like, for the first time in months, we had a clear path to our goal of returning my magic to me and you were all having a fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> and we all like what? I don't know. Yeah. I don't Looking around. I, I, I mean, look at that. Is that blood? I, I just, oh, weird. Wow. Don't remember uh, that. You so were, high up. You were sleeping in a bag. And he points at Vig. He points at Tuck. I don't know where you were. And he points at Billy. And I looked down the stairs. You were eating yogurt raisins. Look, that's all there was. <laughs> I just wanted, I just wanted to make actual progress. So I thought that I would go. Do some forward scouting. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I'm, you guys rag on me a lot, but I've been doing okay. I've been doing all right lately. Look at this. And he lifts up his shirt and you can see he does have his abs. His stomach's a little bit harder than it used to be. He's not quite as like soft as he was. I've been working out. I've been practicing the silent word. I'm, I can take care of myself. I'm an adult. I'm technically older than all of you when did you get a belly ring i forgot i didn't take that out (laughs) i got that there was a librarian that i've been hanging out with they thought it'd be fun it was but that's beside the point well i'm sorry perel i didn't mean to make you feel useless it's just obviously i mean clearly we've been under a lot of stress thing especially and we're mostly doing this for you and it just don't run off again without telling us. We always tell you what's going on. You're, you're right. You do. 
You're right. You do. And I shouldn't have run off like that. And we always check in with each other before we get piercings. Mm-hmm. So yeah. rule in this family. Do yeah. I, did you guys want to get piercings too? Yeah. No. Yes, no. but they're not, <laughs> not allowed. Yeah. That's the thing is we've talked Billy out of multiple septum piercings. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it would be fun to like hang little like nice smelling flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so what now? Well, I think we need to get out of here because my fairy dust doesn't last very long. And I imagine Roth is on his way up. Oh, no. You didn't kill Roth? I, I felt like he was kind of... I tied his shoes together, so maybe he <laughs> died yeah. because of that. He was on the staircase. <laughs> Perel fully struggles to his feet. And he's like, we have to leave. Is Roth like the king of the druids or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What an idiot. <laughs> I I don't know who their leader is, but Roth is up there. He is very dangerous. You saw, you must have seen during that fight. His mastery over the elements is is surprising. All right, I can get us. I can get us out of here. How? And then Tuck catches a moth and he whispers, <laughs> to it, and then he lets it go. It's, it flutters dead down. The <laughs> Tuck, <laughs> Tuck reaches out, grabs a moth, whispers to it, and goes. <laughs> All right, that was the only way to get, to call the giant eagle. So we're fucked now. I'm so Barry, sorry. His name was Barry. Uh, yeah. So, how, so how are you guys gonna get down from here? Are you gonna go back down the way you came? No, we gotta find a different way down. Tuck, how do the lo- like how do the locals get down? Nobody comes up this high. The locals oh. climb up like a bit. Like a third of the way up on the outside. Well, the giants must have come up here. How'd they get down? They climbed down the inside. Shit. <laughs> oh no, where Roth is. <laughs> and and, oh. per- and Perel's nodding like, uh-huh. <laughs> Can I roll escape route? Yes. Could oh you, yeah. Could you read it out real quick? Okay. So uh, escape route. When you're in too deep and need a way out, leave me your escape route and roll plus dexterity. On a 10 plus, you're gone. On a seven to nine, you can stay or go, but if you go, it costs you, and you leave something behind or take something with you, the GM will tell you what. Whoa. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Okay. Please. You can do this, Billy. Use your brain. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Plus dexterity. Oh, um, oh actually, uh, eight. Okay. Um, Not bad. Shit. Okay. Oh, is it the teddy bear? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Is there uh, something more? The teddy bear would be less narratively interesting because you did just get it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what? Billy's been stealing books from the library. Uh-huh. And if he left a, libra- a book from the Margani library <gasps> at oh, the lighthouse. Yeah. Billy, we told you not to steal any more books. What? When? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, I think you'll I think Billy will realize later, like once you get to the yeah. bottom that you left one up there. What was the book that you stole? Was it the fairy journal? It was I think it was a pink book. It was a pink book and it was about food. Okay. Food for beings who don't eat. Yeah, so that is the book that you're gonna leave at the top, thereby signaling to Roth and the Medjai that you are working with the library. Fuck no, no, Sean, d- choose a different thing. Yeah, choose me. I'll stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> Take me instead. Uh, and yeah, so what's the way down? I guess we could repel. Get a harpoon and a rope. Oh, and just like go. And Tuck has a axe that he's traditionally used to climb down. Like I think it's through a combination of the, your abilities and 
equipment you are able to get down very slowly oh, kind of mm. like at aquarius tower i think that's how we got down totally yeah, yeah. like tuck embeds the axe into the side of the railing leans out yeah. leans out a kilometer above the city Fuck. like this is really scary <laughs> yeah tuck's like legs quiver a little bit and oh. then he like closes his eyes and he's like <laughs> worst thing that'll happen is i'll die <laughs> <laughs> and then it won't be my problem anymore <laughs> Uh, and then he like takes Ving and hangs him down to like uh, throw the harpoon down. And Ving's taint is humming right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I throw the harpoon down uh, mm -hmm. a length and then scale down the rope. Mm -hmm. And Billy is climbing, or is Billy on the in the Bjorn? Billy is climbing for sure. Uh, he trusts his own hands more than Bjorn right now. <laughs> and I guess Perel is like coming last. And yeah, Tuck's thing is that he like pulls the axe out and then like slams it into the wall a, a distance down. God, so scary. He does like 50 foot drops every time. God. Yeah, oh, like God. Billy, Billy Ving and Perel are climbing down like hand over hand, very scared. And Tuck is just like, fuck. And I'm <laughs> crying. <laughs> just pissing also. So uh, Dan's down at the bottom and he's like, there's no clouds. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining. He's ah, ah, ah. catching the raindrops in his mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so do you guys get all the way down or do you get to like a, a part way point? I think it'd be cool if we landed on like the like one, maybe like a roof or something. Yeah. Of yeah. the sticks. Yeah, yeah totally. Cool. So because the, the sticks I think there are houses that are built like closer to the lighthouse. It goes way higher. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they're not built all the way up the side, but they're pretty high up. Kind of like Flotsam. Exactly. Oh, like yeah. Flotsam, yeah. So, it's, but they go like, you know, six stories, which is fucking big for yeah, ramshackle buildings. And but. I think it's so cool that like the sticks went out and around and then down the cliff. Yeah. It's it like, it looks like moss. Yeah. It looks like fungus. Yeah. yeah that's totally. really cool. And the, like Shelves. rich people in the lower ward, like they look <clears throat> up at it and they're like, disgusting <laughs> yeah exactly there was yeah they tried to put like a uh, policy in place in the city when they started moving them out they're like absolutely not we're yeah. not looking at it and every once in a while a bunch do fall down yeah, yeah and it's, it's bad sad. news uh but yeah so we cut to um one of the top floor um shacks in the sticks it's about 120 feet yeah a shack high on the side of the lighthouse an old rickety man makes soup in a beaten iron pot over a small guttering flame. He's like, hmm, my life is simple, but it's good. <laughs> Just about there. Just about ready. And he looks over at his whistling teapot with his uh, little rat that's curled up on a chair next to him. And he's like, Petunia, we're going to eat good tonight. And oh. then, boom! <laughs> and Tuck <laughs> crashes through the roof of this guy's house. Oh, Billy lands in the soup. Oh, no! Ow, ow, sorry! <laughs> And Petunia and the old man don't move. <laughs> They're just looking at all of you. Tuck bursts up through the pile of floorboards that were on top of a, a roof boards or whatever. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. Sir, we can fix this for you. We are so sorry to bother you. Ving's like, Petunia, I'm sorry I didn't know it was your house. It's been a while. It's good to see you. Yeah. She's like, oh, don't worry at all, Ving. It's always fine to see you out on the street. Not in front of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the old man uh, says, would you like some soup? Oh. So uh, we have soup with this man uh -huh. whose name is? Uh, his name is Greg Gregarious Gregory III. Wow. <laughs> you could call me 
Greg. <laughs> Thank you, Greg, for dinner. I hope your roof holds up. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> he stuck around to fix his roof. Yeah, yeah yes, shoddily. <laughs> That's not the first time someone's fallen through my roof, and it's not going to be the last. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and then we can cut forward. <laughs> what next? What's your next step? It, it, would it be okay if, like, we get out and I um, want, there's like some moths flying around, um, and I'm looking for like a paper moth. Mm. Oh, like a bookworm. Yeah, bookworm. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the library's yeah. bookworms. Yeah. Yeah. To ask for an extraction. Yeah, to ask mm. for them to pick us up because we're ready to come back. Mm -hmm. And as you're like looking, do you think that, yeah, they must, maybe <laughs> this is they, the one that Tuck swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> Just coughs it back up and it's Oman. Oh, Oman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you, Billy, are looking around. The evening is slowly darkening around you. The warm lights of the cliffside sticks are starting to glow and you see a fluttering cloud of moths guttering around a sign that says cheap suits and uh <laughs> you recognize one of them as a bookworm so i go catch it and i bring it to ving and tuck um can you write down to ask for a ride back what is your name uh it's, it's karen <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. This mouth's clearly a bitch. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. It's Karen with a Y, not with an E. Cool. <laughs> what do you need? We need extraction. Back to the library. Post haste. Chop, chop. Well, Please I, and thank you. I can speak to you, but that is a very unusual thing. You will have to write your request upon my wings. So Tuck writes extract. Extract. <laughs> he writes. Tuck writes extraction. <laughs> he writes this. <laughs> Wow. The R is backwards. Oh my god. <laughs> Ex extraction please. Extra action please. <laughs> Incredible. And uh Karen the bookworm, she seems very perturbed <laughs> when Tuck finishes is finished writing. You can see her reach up one of her little uh tiny moth feet and touch something on her face that makes it look like she's adjusting uh, <laughs> glasses and you can see she has little black markings around her oh. eyes that look like horn rim glasses Cute. and she's like okay extraction coming soon and she flaps away it takes a little bit for the library to get back out here while we're waiting can I just check in with because uh, I marked <laughs> oh who? Ama and oh yeah <laughs> And uh, Farhan, can I yeah. just get Sean to tell me what they've been up to? Wait, you marked them? How? Well, you marked. Well, you would have marked one of them. Yeah, remember? He I shook hands with them. I marked oh. them in the library. Yeah. Oh, like with Eye of the Tiger? Yeah. You yeah, can yeah, use yeah. it on people? Yeah, I can. And That's sick. He told you this a couple episodes ago and you had the same reaction. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> and um, so what they're doing right now, they're both kind of in a more quiet area. That isn't their rooms. They've been a little bit more mobile lately. Not much, but a little tiny bit. And they are um, sitting at a table sharing some tea and just talking. And um, before, like to give you an idea of sort of what's going on, they're in a very lush garden conservatory zone, like a little place where people study plants from all over the world. And they're sitting between bunches of tropical ferns and flowers drinking some tea and talking idly about like the good old days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their good old days are very different because, mm -hmm. uh, but it's like, you know, they're talking about 
food. They're talking about games that they like. They're just, it's old men having a conversation. But you do see in a chair between them, fiddling with like a sandwich and like twisting a cup of tea back and forth moodily is Fathom. Oh, Oh, he's there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this like a group therapy session almost? (laughs) It kind of has that vibe. And Fathom looks very, he looks pretty fucking moody. Uh, uh, he's bald now. Like he doesn't have his like weird faux hawk ponytail thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And his, um, his sunstone eye is glowing dully in his eye socket. And he's just like <sighs> muttering to himself. And uh, Farhan like places a hand on Fadim's arm for a second and is like, Fadim, something seems to be bothering you. And he's like, yeah, yes, everything's bothering me. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm in this fucking place full of nerds. The whole, like the last three years of my life have been a waste. I've just been a a tool. I've been a weapon that's been used by somebody. And you can see he like looks at Farhan for a second and Farhan like frowns, not angry or sad, just like kind of disappointed, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I just, I don't know what to do anymore. And I'm still tired of fucking sitting around and drinking tea and he like slams his hands on the table for a second and all the teacups rattle uh-huh and ama you see ama reach a hand out and you feel through his senses like a vibration a frequency and fathom stops his like grumbling and ama says you have had your life taken from you but what do you wish to do with it now and he stops for a second and thinks and you see the the sunstone eye like glow a little bit brighter and he says i want to make it right and then you get pushed back to your perception i have so many goosebumps that was so <laughs> yeah, cool that was really good. yeah that's great so sick and uh then your ride shows up you hear honk honk and somebody pops out of a sandboat <laughs> next to you <laughs> yeah and a guy with uh with a mullet and a handlebar mustache pops out and goes hop on we're heading back to the library no that none of that fucking happens it's the regular surreptitious uh hop in a sandboat quietly on the edge of town mm-hmm. and get taken back so by the time you get back to the library it's like around midnight maybe one in the morning the night shift has started so there are librarians up and about, but it's a little bit quieter than you're used to. You get this feeling. It's a feeling that you haven't had in a while, especially since you've come to McCall. Like the click, 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 boom, closes behind you. Like from the, uh, what are those things? The funicular that takes like the sand boats down oh, into yeah. the library itself. And you feel a sense of safety. You're like, we're home. We're fine. Uh-huh. <sighs> and yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tuck lets a bunch of tension out of his like shoulders that he'd been holding mm-hmm. uh, uh, subconsciously. And Billy lets a huge fart. <laughs> <laughs> and the sandboat driver looks down at you and says, thank you for holding that. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. You're right. And they let rip a huge fart as well. <laughs> I've been sitting in that boat for a while. <laughs> Anyways, I'm hitting the calf. See ya. <laughs> I also want to hit the calf. That's a great idea. I'll come to the cafeteria too. Get some grub. Perel, do you want to come? I think I'm going to hit medical 
and then I'm going to get some sleep. Oh, yeah. We look at oh. Perel, and the side of his face is so swollen. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Perel, do you want to get some food? I would love to if I could open half my mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, they really worked him over. Yeah. Here, Perel, you can take my teddy with you. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> and he takes it. And before he leaves, I'm like, here, I have this. I think you'll like it. It's a choose your own adventure, love and lust. And he snatches it out of your hand. <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah, that looks fine. <laughs> I want to give him the, here's a puzzle artichoke to try and figure out while you're lying up in bed. And now he's like got shit. <laughs> he's he's, he's got stuff. shit piled in his arms and he's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I mean, do you have anything else that you would like me to take back to our room? I mean, if you're going there, here's my silver gauntlets. I don't need these right now. I take back my teddy bear. I'm like, fine. No, I mean, no, if you don't want. No, Billy, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, fine. I thought I just thought you could cuddle him if you were lonely. I'm probably going to. <laughs> Anyways, have I'll, I'll see you all later. And he hobbles off to uh, to the medical wing. So what is your you're going to the cafeteria? That's your first stop. Oh, yeah. Always. Every yep. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the night shift chef is working. It's not Louise. Oh. Oh, we all got so excited there. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to get a party burrito. <laughs> the, the, the night shift cook is uh, an 18-year-old named Birdie who's been uh, here for not very long, but has been a librarian since they were like nine. Wow. But hasn't been cooking for very long because it turns out that Birdie's not very good at other stuff. <laughs> Hi, Birdie. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I got a whole batch cooking up back here for you. Nice. What you got? Uh, so it's called Birdie's Surprise <laughs> because I started making a goulash and I messed it up. <laughs> and then I had to add some other stuff. And now it's a different food. <laughs> But usually you end up with a goulash after you mess up. That's what I thought. I, did, I guess I did a reverse goulash. You know what? It's called a reverse goulash. <laughs> Can't wait. And he slops some out for uh, for Billy because it sounds like he's excited. Oh, Billy loves any food. Yeah. There's other stuff, but if you guys want a reverse goulash, you can have that. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, I'd want to try this reverse goulash. But can you also make me a coffee? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I got a whole pot. His coffee sucks. But he makes a lot of it. Tech doesn't care. He hates coffee anyway. He just needs to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. That is Abdul's feelings about coffee. I've For somebody that drinks coffee so much, I've had multiple conversations with Abdul where he's been like, I don't like coffee, but it's the only thing that keeps me awake and focused. <laughs> Billy helps himself to a couple bread rolls and some carrot sticks, an apple, a wapple, and uh, two chocolate almond milks fuck yeah yeah um and ving in the back you see like behind birdie and his huge cauldron of reverse goulash you see what looks to be a leftover tray of um louise's gumbo oh that he's not doing anything with i'll take that and also he's indulging his sweet tooth so he grabs a few of the cheesecakes (laughs) cheesecake bars nice man I really want to go to the library's cafeteria right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love cafeterias so much for some reason. Um, Yeah. And you guys just have a nice, like, honestly, take your hit points back like this. After a long day, this is enough to be like, Mm. man, what a fucking couple days we just had. Does Farah like come and find us after she finds out that we've come back? Um, you would guess that she's probably asleep. Can we get sent just send word to her that we are back? Yeah. 
Yeah, you can do that. And, um, you know, somebody rushed, like goes off to go grab her and she comes down and she's like wiping sleep out of her eyes. She goes to the counter in the cafeteria and gets a, a tea from Bertie and she comes and sits down with all of you. Hi, Farah. Hello. Sorry to wake you up. It's, it's quite all right. I only sleep four to five hours a night as it is. So, um, what has happened? I get the distinct feeling that there were some events. Oh, man. I forgot oh. Billy's face is so slashed up. <laughs> Yo, so it's like right. also kind of puffy. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah. You guys got your hit points back from a philosophical sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're still injured as fuck. So let's start at the most terrifying revelation and work backwards. How about? Um, Seems like Tuck's getting dumber. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh he started holding his pencil with his entire fist, yeah. and now all of his R's are backwards. <laughs> uh, but she, it has made him more charming. And she just sips her tea and waits for you to continue. And there, we had a run-in with the Magi, who are like fake druids, basically. She puts her tea back on her saucer. And they beat up Perel and kind of beat us up a little bit. And we beat them up. We beat them up. Um, what else happened? Uh, <laughs> wait, Billy, weren't you saying that they like were torturing spirits or something? Yes, Billy forgot. Yes, that is a big <laughs> point uh, that we learned. Um, yes, they are. They're they've made themselves druids in a totally unnatural way in that they've basically forced the spirits, the natural elements, to basically like shackled to their bodies um, instead of the natural way like Vang where you call upon the spirits. They're getting these powers in a really different way. Interesting. Do we think that this is connected to the rituals that Perel and Ving noticed in that novel that corroborated accounts Perel had studied of the Dark Church? I think so. I had a pretty significant flashback, you might call it. If the Magi of McCall are descended even ideologically from the Dark Church, the bringers of the Black Flame, whatever their name is, that could be trouble for a number of reasons. They also had like a weird fucked up hard on... Sorry. No, this makes sense. Tuck, so Tuck like says it and then is like, ah, sorry, shit. It's so late. Uh, and I fell off of the lighthouse today. <laughs> she uh, she wi- widens her eyes and nods a little bit as she sips her tea. <laughs> uh, they have like a weird fucked up boner for like power and balance. That is traditionally the ideology of the Magi, yes, the balance. But, like, they're doing it in a weird way. Like, they tortured the shit out of Ving to get his, like, spirit walker power. Mm. They've been known to take extreme measures in the divesting of power in the past, yes. It just seemed targeted. I can see why. You're the spirit walker, after all. If there is such thing as spiritual imbalance, you are the walking embodiment. They also said that someone tipped them off to us. Yeah, their name was Kareen. An orc lady with long hair. She widens her eyes. Do you know her? I do. 
Who? Who is that? She was a former student of mine. <gasps> Where is she now? Why would she have a vendetta against us? I know not. I know only that... My goodness. 15 years ago, 16 years ago, that she left the library and sailed away, my understanding is to the principalities. But once she left these shores, I lost track of her. Why do you think she'd come back? From what I could glean uh, in her hasty exit from the library, she was going to serve some, she said, greater purpose. I will send people into the city to try and gather more information because this is this is personally concerning to me. Well, Billy made one of them pinky swear to bring us back one of their ancient texts. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about it. It's a very powerful curse. And he takes a bite of his goulash. <laughs> a, a pinky swear, you say? Don't make fun of it. It's a big deal. And he, she looks at the other two and is like, is this a fairy thing? Yeah, Billy's pinky swears are the real deal. There's... Uh, big business. <laughs> <laughs> she she laughs as she's sipping her tea, and she's like, "It makes that's quite funny considering the pinky swear traditionally descends from the the binding of two in an agreement, the chaining of one to another. The fact that you are able to that's just funny to me. I'm sorry, I di- <laughs> I, I I digress. I find that hilarious. That's so funny that Farah is too smart to be funny." <laughs> <laughs> Chuck <laughs> says to Billy, Billy and Billy. <laughs> and Farah smiles and she's, finished, she's still drinking her tea. So, um, okay. The Magi, they're binding spirits. You fought them. They are connected perhaps to the bringers of the Black Flame in some way. They forcibly took Ving shapeshifting from him under the auspices of helping him. Possibly for somebody else. And they said that that power still exists somewhere. So they might be using it. Really? They might have taken that balance in their favor. Goodness me. They seem like hypocrites. They they sound like hypocrites. <laughs> Doug wouldn't know that word. <laughs> he knows words. Come yeah. on. He, he probably meant like something else, they but sound he like used hip- it in the right yeah. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> sound like a bunch of hippogriffs. That's you know what, what I mean? <laughs> say, yeah. yeah. So if that is true, if your power... If that power, the power to shapeshift... Could they be using it as a weapon? If they could take it from you, perhaps they could transfer it to another. That would be... The only thing that kept the power of the Spirit Walker in check for this long is the fact that you, Ving, are a decent man. And kind of an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't want to say... Oh, he was going for a fist bump. <laughs> oh, he's, he was going to get his goulash. But, oh, yeah, okay, fist bump. <laughs> she fist bumps you. Um, in the hands of another with less uh, moral scruples than you, it could be true danger. It could be truly dangerous is what I meant to say. I'm sorry, I woke up 25 minutes ago. So, okay, anything else? Any pertinent information to share? Um... <sighs> I, Shia and Jake the Jackal from the Jackals are dating. Now. Dating? I think so. It's not for sure, but 
they're like low key sniffing around each other's butts, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Their knees were almost touching <laughs> under the table. Oh, and she, she picks her saucer up and she says, But Shia said they were just hanging out. <laughs> 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 She's into the gossip. Wait, Farrah and Shia hang out? <laughs> Shia checks in from time to time, yes. Wow. Well, I mean, not to like uh, gossip too heavily, but I did see a photo of Shia in Jake's locker, so. <sighs> What? I think it's pretty really? serious. <laughs> really? Was it decent? Tell me it was decent. It was. Oh yeah, she was close. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. And considering the price of photographs, that's quite an investment on Jake's part. Hmm. Exciting. Young love. Oh, and a uh, third. The gin has been destroying homes and other things. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that uh, that corroborates a number of reports that I've been receiving. Yes. It's kind of off the chain. He's like vigilante-ing through the town, yeah. left and right, up and down the streets and the boulevards of Old McCall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tuck is, the coffee is now hitting Tuck's system. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, that is deeply concerning. Oh, also the Menders might be here. Oh, yeah, I saw the ship yeah. with my binoculars. Or they will be here. <laughs> Everybody's moving right past the fact Jessica said binoculars. <laughs> uh, she nods. She's aware of the menders, but not like super familiar. So she's like, ah, yes, okay. That's the group that you were briefly aligned with in Mudlark. That's yeah. right. Mudlark, yes. Yeah, we recognize their ship. Uh, uh, and they don't they don't care for you three, correct? No, I can't imagine they would at this point. Now they wanted us to trap Perel forever in a stone jail mm-hmm. uh in solitary confinement for eternity, and we didn't do that. Instead we smashed their jail. And we hacked their golem <laughs> and we left a box full of shit instead. <laughs> They're, so they might be mad at us. That was just one thing. One series of three things we did to them. That was one 30-minute span. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, um, in that case, are they? would they be um, a reason? Do you fear them? Are they a threat to you? I mean, Maggie's always been pretty chill with us. Yeah, but she does have a very like uh, assertive side. So yeah, I am intimidated by her. Yeah, and a little mm. bit turned on for me, Tuck says. <laughs> mm, mm. In that case, I would caution, and I understand that I am saying this to the three of you, but if you return- <laughs> To the three of you who- <laughs> For some reason, are eating something called Bertie's surprise <laughs> backwards goulash. Yeah, Bertie goes. It's a reverse goulash. <laughs> uh, but she says, "I would caution discretion when you return to the city. If you return to the city, feel free to not return to the city." And Billy, it's at this point in the conversation that you realize the thing that you left behind on the top of the lighthouse next to the unconscious form of Irk was a library book. Oh, uh, one second. And Billy like hops off his bench and starts like rummaging through his stuff. And he pops back up on the bench. Like, uh, Thera. Yes. Uh, where you wouldn't get mad at me, right? Like if I, if something happened and it wasn't my fault, 
Well, if it wasn't your fault, I would have no reason to get mad at you. Really? Okay, like you promise you wouldn't get mad at me? She narrows her eyes a little bit. You promise you won't get mad at me if I tell you. Why do you need me to promise, Billy? Because uh, I am scared. And I don't want you to yell at me. You can roll a Defy Danger Charisma. Okay. Nice. Uh, Nine. Okay. Um, (laughs) Maybe the seven to nine is that she's like, you tell me first, and then I'll decide whether <laughs> and I... And then I get a time... Out. No, I don't know. Anyway, I'll yeah. let you decide. Um, it, well, it's just... It's hard. It's hard for me to decide. Because if you do tell her, she's going to be like, well, Billy, I can't allow you to supernaturally train me <laughs> into not getting mad at you on punishment of yeah. up to death. And Billy is trying. He's like, fine. <laughs> he's trying to grab her face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy, if you, just, if you just tell me, have I... Is there anything in our short, short, short time knowing each other... That would lead you to believe that I would be overly angry at you. I don't know. What happened? I may have accidentally stolen a book from the library a while ago. Uh, and I was carrying it up the tower. And I might have like lost it in there in the lighthouse. And it might, one of the bad guys, the Magi might, have, might find it. Pro- he probably will because it was right beside one of them because uh, I, I was reading it I was reading it well I was reading it up there when I was because I was bored for a she second I'm sorry puts her tea down and she stands up and she walks out of the cafeteria oh no this is the worst thing I could have imagined <laughs> her leaving this seems like a pretty tepid response <laughs> this is a very like but I know she's disappointed me yeah, I'm like, totally. oh, that really hurts and we Cut back to the top of the lighthouse <laughs> uh, with Roth checking the library card, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pulling the library card Billy. and seeing Billy, <laughs> Big B, <laughs> Big B with a heart next to yeah, it, yeah, Bill, Billy, and he puts it back in and he snaps the cover shut and goes, the library. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Take care. Playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Bye for now. Thank you, as always, to our incredible Patreon supporters who are on those internets all the time. Supporting. I can't believe I said internets like a teacher in 2006. <laughs> I'm mad at myself that I said that. But you can find us... Uh, online at spelt lore most places and we can has patreon supporters oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, yeah so support us on patreon support us on patreon um should i buy we can has patreon supporters.com oh i bet it's not taken yet that'd be amazing uh and if you so support us at the ten dollar level and above you can throw some names in our hither and yon discord channel uh, and we'll name, well, I'll name some NPCs after them. Thank you to Patreon supporter Stramash for the name Irk. Uh, thank you to Optimus Bitch for the name Greg Gregarious Gregory the uh, Third. <laughs> thank you to Meme Friend for the name Roth. And if I haven't gotten your names yet, I will eventually. I'm basically just looking at a bunch of paragraphs and I pick the first name that I see. So come in and throw some names in the in the Discord if you want and we would be thrilled to name an npc uh and 
maybe drop us a review on iTunes if you want. That really, really helps us out. And we love reading all of the nice things that you say because we're desperate for validation. <laughs> Have a good time, everybody. We'll see you next episode. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution Return next week to hear some more Whilst you commute or do your chores And for you I'd gladly